the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. I cannot put into words the damage that TikTok has done to our country. I really wish one of the things Trump would have done is just completely and totally ban it from our country altogether. It is a Chinese Communist Party mind virus infiltration. It has very little to any redeemable value. It's also promoting some of the most radical transgender ideas, liberal ideas. And by the way, anytime a conservative such as myself or other people try to start a TikTok, we just get kicked off. So there's not even a matter of allowing us on the platform. So Brandon Carr is with us now. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Brandon, make the case. Why is TikTok such a threat to our society and what should we do about it? You know, a lot of people look at TikTok. It's immensely popular. They think, well, it's just a fun platform for sharing memes or dance videos. That's just the sheep's clothing. Underneath, it operates as a very mm-hmm. sophisticated surveillance tool. It's pulling everything from search and browsing history, keystroke patterns. It reserves the right to get your biometrics, including face prints and voice prints. And up to now, TikTok officials have said, don't worry. This is all stored outside of China. And then a couple of months ago, there was a bombshell report that got a hold of internal TikTok communications that said, quote, everything is seen back in China. There's two core issues here. One is all that data flowing back into China, which they can be used for espionage uh, purposes. But the other part of it that I think you alluded to is the content that's coming back to us from these algorithms that are designed and built in Beijing. And if you look at the version of TikTok called Doyan, a separate app that operates inside China, it feeds children there science experiments, museum uh, exhibits, educational materials. Here in the U.S., what does it feed our children? The blackout challenge, which encourages kids to suffocate themselves. And there was just a court case that a court said, even assuming that TikTok intentionally fed to a 10-year-old girl a blackout challenge who did it and then died, Mm -hmm. they're not liable for it. So this is a a very uh, disturbing application that's a problem from a national security perspective but also a mental health perspective for America's youth. Yeah, so there's so many dimensions to this. Let's start with the data. What data in particular are they sending back to China? Does that that just include user data of their behavior in the app? Because some people say that actually TikTok is able to monitor behavior outside of their application. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. You know, we've seen evidence of it getting data uh, on clipboards, on different devices. And again, the inside materials from TikTok's own officials are that it's getting sent back to Beijing. And so that's that's a deep problem. And what's the problem with that, among other things, is you know we're locked in a battle right now with Beijing when it comes to artificial intelligence or AI. They want to dominate there, and they want to use it for authoritarian purposes. And what we're doing when we're sending our data back to Beijing is we're feeding, training, and improving China's uh, AI. And, and that's a threat for us, again, outside of TikTok itself. Uh, that we're going to come to regret if we don't cut that off soon. 
Yeah, and so, you know, our, our show is a conservative program, and Brendan, I know that you have to, you know, have your position at the FCC, but I think that this is something you can comment on more broadly. Do you think it's fair to say that the values on TikTok definitely benefit Democrats or left-wing causes, that the ideological composition of TikTok is not exactly, exactly fertile ground for conservatives? It's possible. You know, there's some reporting out there that says one of the reasons why the Biden administration is potentially hesitating on taking tougher action on TikTok, as there's at least some people counseling them um, that it's a, a good means for reaching out and motivating their base. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but there's the argument that's mm-hmm. out there. But the reality is the concern here is bipartisan. You've got a Democrat Senator Mark Warner, chairman of the Senate Intel Committee, who has said, and he, this is a guy that gets daily intelligence briefings that would probably result in you and me having to change our shorts afterwards in terms of the seriousness of the threat. And he has said that it is TikTok that, in his words, scares the dickens out of him. Democrat Rep. Schakowsky in the House has written to, tick, to uh, Apple and Google raising concerns about TikTok. So I think the tide is moving out on TikTok. There is conservative concern, but there's bipartisan concern. And right now where things are is the Biden administration's Treasury Department uh, has an operation called CFIUS, which is a Committee on Foreign Investment. Right now, they are reviewing TikTok, and there was a report out of the New York Times that they've reached a preliminary deal with TikTok to allow them to continue to operate. But that same story also said that the number two at DOJ, Lisa Monaco, uh, doesn't believe that the deal is tough enough on China. So I'm hopeful that we are seeing bipartisan consensus here, which is going to be required to get some concrete action. Yeah, so... Can it be done just through the executive branch, just a stroke of the pen to completely ban an app that 100 million Americans are using? It can. This is what the Treasury Department's CFIUS process is designed to do. Um, And frankly, I think this is a basic IQ test for the Biden administration to show that they are, um, you know, standing up to China. The argument that the DOJ can cut a deal comes down to this. It's this thing called Project Texas. And the idea there is that they are going to basically shift a lot of this to Oracle servers here in the U.S. But there are several problems with that. One, there was, a again, leaked material that had a TikTok official in L.A. meet with another TikTok official Mm -hmm. outside of business hours, outside the office, ask detailed questions about the location of those Oracle servers and other details that strike me as casing those Oracle servers. That's disturbing. Another leaked material coming out of TikTok's D.C. office had them describing that Project Texas move and saying, at the end of the day, it remains to be seen if Beijing can still get access to it because these are their tools. They built them in China. So this idea that we're simply going to move this to Oracle um, and that's going to solve the problems, TikTok doesn't seem to think that that's the case. And I think that we should believe TikTok on that. Tristan Harris was on 60 Minutes and said something rather profound. Play cut 315. In their version of TikTok, if you're under 14 years old, They show you science experiments you can do at home, museum exhibits, patriotism videos, and educational videos. And they also limit it to only 40 minutes per day. Now, they don't ship that version of TikTok to the rest of the world. So it's almost like they recognize that technology is influencing kids' development, and they make their domestic version a spinach version of TikTok, while they ship the opium version to the rest of the world. Is that a fair way to say? Is this the new opium wars, Brendan? Yeah, I mean, what I've said is TikTok is China's digital fentanyl. And when you look at the very different picture that they are sending to their own youth, 
in the picture that they're saying to ours, I think it's not doesn't take much of a leap to see that just even the divisiveness that they insert into this country, let alone, you know, the unhealthy viewing habits. Again, like I said, the the blackout challenge that they're feeding to kids that have literally resulted uh, in young U.S. girls killing themselves based on the content that's being fed to them from TikTok. And the threats go beyond that. There was another recent report that had a Beijing-based group for TikTok's parent company uh, attempting to surveil the locations of specific Americans not employed by TikTok uh, through this app. And so it's like we're in a situation now where almost every week another shoe drops. I feel like we've got 17 or 18 shoes and the evidence just keeps mounting. That's why I've said I just do not see a path forward for the Biden administration to somehow bless TikTok to continue to operate here. Yeah, I mean, and so what for parents that are a little skeptical out there and they say, oh, my kid likes TikTok, it's innocent, it's fun. It actually does result in the actual creation of ticks for young girls. Is that right? There's been all sorts of evidence uh, pointing to different, you know, mental health, behavioral health, uh, body image harms that come from TikTok. And look, if people are really into these short form videos, there's lots of ways to do that uh, that isn't on TikTok. There are competing platforms out there. So I'm not going to, you know, tell people not to, to upload videos. But when the parent company is deeply embedded in the CCP, it's concerning. In fact, when they testified recently in Congress, they were asked, do you send this data to the Chinese government? They said, no. Okay, it's a good answer. They said, uh, do you send this data to, I think this was Senator Hawley actually asking the questions, do you send this data to the CCP? They said, no. And then the last question was, do you send this to employees back in Beijing that are themselves members of the CCP? And TikTok said that they would uh, defer on answering that specific question. So that's basically, in my view, a yes. You know, They're allowing Beijing-based employees to view U.S. user data who are themselves members of the CCP. And once that happens, Jeez. there's no limit on who can access the data. So this is this is deeply disturbing on, on a lot of levels. Yeah. So then let's just play the odds. What do you think the probability of some sort of concrete or constructive action is here? Or do you think it's going to be maybe kind of split in the middle? You know, I think the window for action people have been predicting was post-election before the next Congress gets uh, seated. So I think we are within sort of a three to four week period here now where we can expect final action from the Biden administration. I'm not hopeful that they are going to do the right thing. Uh, I think they're going to attempt to try to restrict the data flow to China, to try to monitor it, and they're going to think that that's going to be enough and try to sell that to the American people as tough. But look, this is just a matter of trust. I just do not trust the officials at TikTok, um, again, based on the fact that it appears they're already trying to case these Oracle servers. So again, I think we need to be tough here and, and take a harder action. I do think it's a matter of time, whether it's this uh, coming weeks or maybe a year or so down the road, but I, I'm not sure we're going to land it in the right place in these next few weeks. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.